Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Barizaki. It's Growing in Grace. I'm Joel along with Mike. Grace, growing in it. It's a lifelong process that all of us are in, uh, you know, one stage or another in our life, and it's an ongoing thing. So, uh, one thing that we can be sure of, Mike, in our in our life of growing in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, is that you know there, there's no hurry to grow. Sometimes I think we we try to make things happen too fast, and we kind of miss the natural growing process. And one thing I like to encourage, just as we get started here, Mike, uh, one thing I like to encourage people in is just Enjoy where you are at in your life with the Lord, and uh, don't expect instant changes in your life as you learn about His grace and as you learn about His love for you. So many times we're trying to make things happen so fast, but God has a plan. We're in His hands. He's begun a good work in us, and He's going to be faithful to finish His work. And it's something that, that we don't need to be concerned with uh, because he it's fully and capably in his hands. So that's just kind of an encouraging word as we get started here talking about the grace of God and, and growing in it this week, Mike. Yeah, that's good advice, Joel. You know, um, I, I think back to what Paul said in Romans, now that we're justified by faith, not by works, not by what we do or don't do, but by faith in the completed work of Jesus Christ. Now that we're justified by that, we have peace with God. And, you know, I think there are a lot of Christian believers today and perhaps for, for many, many years, centuries even, who have been under teaching that did not leave them with peace. It left them doubting, feeling guilty perhaps, or condemned, wondering where they stand with God. That doesn't bring peace. That doesn't bring joy. And, and so hopefully what we can communicate here on Growing in Grace is to build up our understanding of the uh, tremendous assurance we have in this completed work in Jesus Christ. And it is a growing process, though. I'll tell you what, uh, we've mentioned it before, Joel. I guess it was probably over 10 years ago that you and I began to grow in this grace walk, as it's sometimes called. And uh, I find I find things where I just feel so much more rooted and grounded now than I did maybe even six months or a year ago. So I, I feel... Uh, even though I may not always be conscious of it, I, I can sense from time to time in areas where even I have grown in my understanding, even after many years of, of studying and using the, uh, the the message of righteousness by faith in my life, uh, I'm, I'm still learning, and, and it's going to be an eternal process, really. Yeah, it is, and you know, you don't you don't look at a uh, a tree and, and and see it growing, but yet it is growing, and and so. Uh, like you say, you know, it's been over a decade for both you and me. Uh, just, I'm, I'm getting off here a little bit about what we wanted to talk uh, about today, but just, I'm just looking in, in Psalm 92. It says, uh, The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. He shall, uh, th- those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock. There is no unrighteousness in him. As we look at this tree, whether it's a palm tree, whether it's the mighty cedar of Lebanon, if you were to sit and stare at that tree, you're not going to see it growing. Uh, But it's growing. It's planted in the house of the Lord. It's still going to bear fruit in old age. 
it's going to be fresh and flourishing, just like you, if you just uh, stand fast, just you know, stand firm in the freedom for which Christ has set you free. Don't let yourself be entangled by a yoke of slavery, as Galatians 5.1 says, but walk in that freedom, knowing that even if you don't see all the changes right away, uh, maybe it seems like things are taking a little bit longer than you'd like. Planted in the house of the Lord with your faith firmly implanted in Christ and not in yourself or in your own uh, method of growing or putting your faith and trust that you're going to change, uh, but that God is going to work in and through you. That's uh, how you're going to grow. And it's sometimes we go through growth spurts and sometimes it seems like it's taken forever. But be encouraged in the grace of God at work in you right now, whether you can feel it or not. Well, as I've grown, Joel, I, I can remember many years ago uh, as we were learning about the, the grace and goodness of God and his unconditional love, I was sitting down with uh, somewhat of a mentor of mine, a, a pastor, um, a teacher, who I was learning quite a bit about grace from. And uh, he and, had also just uh, come into this uh, exchange life ministry, if you will. And I remember sitting down to breakfast with him one time, and as I was learning about this uh, this unconditional love, and we were just sharing back and forth about how great it was, I, I think I made the comment that uh, it's so good to know that, that sin is not going to um, end my relationship with God because that, that is secure. But then I think I made the comment, at least something like it, and maybe you've heard this before too, I might have said something like, um, I mean, sin uh, can't take me away from my relationship with God, but it could hinder my my relationship with God, or it could hurt my fellowship with God. And uh, so I think the question we want to address today is, can sin hinder your fellowship with God? And so that's the direction we'll go today. Well, that's a good question, Mike, and I think uh, I've, I've asked the same question over the years, and I've wondered sometimes when things weren't going right in my life, <laughs> uh, is uh, is it perhaps because of some sin or some sins that I've committed? I've wondered about that, and uh, what I've you know come to figure out through the scriptures, and I believe you know by the Holy Spirit revealing things to me through the scriptures and and through other people who have taught about the, what the scriptures say about this. Uh, it's been I think I've been refreshed in the truth, what I believe is the truth that yeah uh, we sin in this life. But the truth still remains that while Christ became sin for us, we became the righteousness of God in him. And so we are saints. We're still set apart as holy to God. We're still his full-fledged children. We're still in perfect union with him because 1 Corinthians 6.17 says, He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. And it's hard to separate uh, some, you know, something that is one spirit. <laughs> and I found that, yes, as a saint, I do sin sometimes. But my fellowship with God isn't hindered because I'm still one with him. It may cause some damage in my life. It may cause some really bad things to happen. You know, sometimes our sins themselves will punish us, so to speak. You know, sometimes the things that we do when we're walking in the flesh and not according to the spirit... Those things can really cause some not-so-good things sometimes. But as far as our standing with God, our fellowship with God, I believe that we remain at one with him. And in fact, he is so good to us that when we do sin, 
he's not sitting there with you know on, on some big judgment throne striking us with lightning and punishing us because Christ took that all of that he took our sin away but rather i believe that in his love god is wanting us to get away from what we're doing and so he's going to lovingly and gently work in our lives to help us to overcome some of those things rather than casting us out and breaking his fellowship with us. Just think about that, Mike. If God were to break his fellowship with us, what kind of relationship would that be? How would we grow? I think the truth is that we grow when God remains faithful to us, as the scriptures say, even when we become unfaithful. Yeah, don't confuse the kind of fellowship that we have with one another with the fellowship that you have with God. We've talked before about how here on earth, in this life, we really haven't experienced unconditional love. We, we may have seen some, some flashes of it, but we really haven't experienced pure, unconditional love from one to another in the way that God shows it toward us. So you might think that certain things that happen here on earth can, can hurt your fellowship between uh, one, one person to another. Uh, don't confuse that with our fellowship with God because they are, they are different things. You know, fellowship, what, what, is, what is fellowship? It, it, simply, uh, to, it simply means to be close, to be united together, to be in oneness. And uh, we can't do anything to hurt that. <laughs> That's the beauty of the cross. And a good place to reflect back on what we're talking about here is in Luke chapter 15. We're all familiar with the story of the, the prodigal son or the lost son. I think a better name for the parable might be something else. I'm not sure what it is, but maybe something more like the father's love because we always focus on the son and the fact that he went away and came back. But let's take a look through some, some different lenses today. Let's take a look at the attitude of the father in this story because that's where something remarkable takes place. You know, God's attitude and love towards his son during this entire thing, it never changed. But the son's perspective of his father did change. We'll, we'll, get, we'll kind of start from there and, and work our way in. The, the son decided, you know, he left and decided he wanted to come back to God, back to his father. He, on his way back, Joel, he, he was even rehearsing his speech to his father. It, it's, it's right in there. I'm, I'm going to tell him that I'm just, I'll just be like a hired hand and I'll just humble myself and be like everybody else, and I, I don't want any special privileges. I mean, he was, he was muttering on his way back how, the speech he was going to give to his father, like, I'm not worthy to be here, and so on and so forth. But God wouldn't even let him finish it when he started talking. <laughs> the father ran to him. That's the amazing thing. There used to be a song out many years ago by Benny Hester in Christian music called When God Ran. God ran to him. His attitude toward his son, it never changed. And, and when the son rehearsed his speech about how bad he was and he wasn't going to be worthy of being called his son and all this, God just he didn't even want to hear any of it. He wanted to be treated like a hired servant. Uh, he'd be willing to work and do all this stuff. But God said, bring out the robe, kill the calf to celebrate, eat, drink, let's have a party. Yeah, hey, let's party. Let's, let's party because this son of mine was dead to me. And now he's alive. One thing uh, that I that I look at in this in this story that Jesus told 
uh, is that there are three perspectives shared. In, in, in essence, you've got the perspective of, of the prodigal son, the one who went and spent his inheritance wastefully. That's what prodigal means, uh, wasteful. And there's the older brother. <laughs> the older brother, when, when, the, uh, when the son came back and the father... Who's who's as you just shared the father's perspective? The father said, "Let's have a party. Let's let's you know this guy was my son was dead and he's back alive." And the son and and the, and the older son didn't want anything to do with that. He said, "I spent my inheritance good. I was good. I stayed here with you, Dad. I, I did all the things that I was supposed to." And I think that these three different perspectives. Well, let's you know as we actually we're running out of time here, but the two perspectives of the two brothers. The younger brother's perspective was all that I can even imagine is that maybe my father will accept me back as a hired hand, as a slave. The older brother, when uh, when the father did accept the son back as a son and not as a slave, the older brother was like, what are you talking about? He, he's kind of like uh, you know some of the legalistic people of today or, or, or of any time who thought, you know what, I've worked hard. What are you, what are you talking about? You're going to accept this guy back. Uh, and then the father's perspective, he's the one that had the proper perspective, the perspective of grace. And unfortunately, we've got to end it right there. I think we'll pick up on this one next time, Mike, because this is such an important thing to talk about, how... No matter what the perspective that we have of ourselves, or what the perspective other people have of us, the perspective that matters, what really matters, is the perspective that the Father has of us. Well, hey, I'm Joel along with Mike. This is Growing in Grace. Uh, Check out more about us at graceroots.org. We sure enjoy having you along with us and, and getting in contact with us. We'd love to hear from you. We'll be back again with you next time for more talk about Growing in Grace. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.